Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our online service today. We're so glad that you can join with us. My name is Stephanie. I'm the Ministry and Operations Administrator here at Regen. Our reopening date has been postponed, and no date has been scheduled. We have made preparations to reopen and will do so as soon as it's deemed safe by the county and the state. Information for the reopening of our services can be found on our website at regenerationweb.com reopening. If you are interested in helping with our future reopening services, we are looking for volunteers for our check-in team and our usher team. You can contact me at Stephanie L at regenerationweb.com for more information. We'll now have Pastor Albert come up to the stage to introduce our speaker today. Hello, Regeneration. As Stephanie has just mentioned, we are ready to reopen, uh, but given the latest news, we decided to postpone to, I don't know when, but looking forward to seeing you all and all your faces once again. But we are already prepared. Um, we have everything in place in terms of procedures and safety procedures, in terms of uh, PPE that we've already ordered, so everything's ready to go as soon as they give us the okay. And so we are ready. Uh, in anticipation of the 12th reopening, I was going to take a break this week and had asked a friend of mine to come share, who is Bernard. And Pastor Bernard and I have been friends for over 10 years and really glad that he's here to, to step in. Uh, he, he did get a refresher last week in his vacation, and so I'll be taking one in a couple weeks for the summer. But um, in the meantime, just wanted a break from sermon prep this week and had asked him uh, a couple weeks ago if he could step in and teach for, for me and preach for me here. So I'm really glad that he's here and he agreed to it. So please welcome Pastor Bernard. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come thanking you. Lord, we come praising you and we come honoring you, God. Lord, just for being God. And Lord, uh, what I think I like about that most is that you are God all by yourself. And you don't need our help being God. So Lord, uh, we pray that you would just be God in every situation and do what God does. Um, Lord, we know that preaching belongs to you and man is just a vessel you decided to use. So we pray now, Lord, that you would use us for your glory. Lord, that you would be glorified, that the church would be edified, and the devil would be horrified. And Lord, uh, I don't know what it is about me, but God, it makes me feel better when I say, Lord, I need you. I need you now, Lord. Help us to preach as never before, like a dying man to dying men and women. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, Regen, I am glad to be here with you this morning. And um, needless to say, when Pastor Albert uh, asked me to come, I, I jumped at the chance. Uh, now, I, I know that he was scraping the bottom of the barrel when he got me. But yet and still, I'm glad to be here. Now, I, I sat there and, and I was impressed and uh, uh, almost lost track of what I came to do here because I was impressed at your skill to play the drums and sing at the same time. 
Now, it, it takes a special kind of person to play the drums and sing. But when you can play and sing standing up, you have a different kind of skill set. <laughs> and, and I admire that. Well, I won't be before you long. I just come here to uh, uh, offer you some, some hope. And this morning, we want to turn to Matthew 27, and we will be looking at verses 45 through 47. Matthew 27, verses 45 through 47. And let me read it for you. It says, from noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Verse 47 says, uh, when some of those standing there, they heard this, they said, he is calling Elijah. I just want to talk to you for a few minutes this morning about hope and despair. Hope and despair. Now, during this time of COVID, we might be feeling a flood of emotions. Um, a, a flood of emotions. COVID has caused uh, uh, emotions just to come from everywhere. Um, and, and we just may be experiencing a flood of emotion. Um, emotions like fear, um, um, the panic and fear that is associated with COVID-19 is real. Uh, you may be fearing when you go out to handle your essential business that people are not going to abide by the social distancing rules. So that may cause you to fear. The, the, the fear associated with COVID is very real. And then some of us may be experiencing anger. The, the, the anger associated with COVID is real. Uh, COVID may have taken a loved one from you. And uh, uh, you are angry and you're left asking the question, why did this happen? The, the anger that is associated with COVID is very real. Uh, some of us may be feeling uh, feelings like contempt. Uh, the contempt associated with COVID is very real. Uh, you may be feeling like this is all a strategic plan from the government, and, and, and therefore it is not worth your time to even listen to. The, the contempt uh, associated with COVID is very real. And then some of us, some of us, some of us may be experiencing shame. The, the shame associated with COVID is real. Uh, you may be feeling shame from being out of work and having to go to your local food bank or some other agency for help. The uh, shame that is associated with COVID is very real. And then some of us may be having feelings of desire. The desire that is associated with COVID is real. Uh, you just may have the desire to see all of this come to an end and, and things to go back uh, the way they were, things to go back to normal. The desire that is associated with COVID is real. But I, I come to tell you that whatever you're feeling, those feelings are left unreal. And if they are left 
unchecked, they could lead us into some dark places. Uh, your emotions, they, they aren't good or bad, but, but being aware of them and understanding them, you won't find yourself in darkness. Uh, your emotions have influence on, on the way you think and the way you act. And they can get the best of you if they are left unchecked. And just for instance, uh, anger. Anger will cause you to do something that you'll regret later. Have you ever gotten so mad at somebody that, that you just blew up on them? And then after you left, after uh, you went away, you felt bad about it later. Anger will cause you to do something you regret. Uh, uh, fear, fear will cause you to avoid people and places. H have you ever been afraid to meet someone or to go someplace because of what you heard about them or it? Uh, fear will cause you uh, to avoid people and places. A and shame, shame, uh, for instance, will cause you to hide. Uh, uh, have you ever been so ashamed of something you did that you avoided people and you stayed out of their way for weeks, for months, for years. Uh, shame will cause you to avoid people. But, but I, I come to offer you hope today. I come to offer you some hope today uh, because there is hope when dealing with emotions and that hope is found in none other than Jesus Christ and his person and his work. You see, every emotion we deal with, Jesus has dealt with, and he's laid a blueprint out for us to follow. And in today's scripture, in today's scripture, we will deal with Jesus and despair. And I would like to use the words um, despair and darkness interchangeably. We will look at three things. We will look at um, before the darkness. My first point will be before the darkness. My second point we will look at is during the darkness, and my third point will be after the darkness. We will look at those things before the darkness, during the darkness, and after the darkness. Well, before the darkness. Now, uh, uh, this is the crucifixion of Jesus. Uh, and it started at 9 in the morning, and from 9 to noon, there was light out. Now, when things uh, are going good, or in other words, when there's light out, you're feeling pretty good and there's no need to despair or no need for despair. But, but Jesus, on the other hand, was having a bad day. Um, we recognize this as Good Friday, but Jesus was having a bad day. Uh, he had been tried in Pilate's court. Um, he had been flogged and beaten, and he had marched across up a hill, and, and, and if that wasn't all, when they got him on that hill, he had his he had his hands and his feet nailed to that cross. Now, what's interesting is Jesus had already spoken three times while he hung on the cross, where while his hands and feet were nailed to that cross. Uh, the first thing he did is he prayed. He prayed, "Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing." So before the darkness, Jesus prayed for the very people that were crucifying him. Uh, the second thing he did, he had, he had spoken to a thief and gave him a place in paradise. Uh, before the darkness, 
Jesus was involved in the salvation of others. And the third thing he did, the third thing he did, uh, uh, he had given his mother to his disciple John to care for. And before the darkness, Jesus had made provisions for his mother. Now, all of this he did before the darkness. And, and I'm reminded of John chapter 9, verse 4, when it says, as long as it is day, we must do the work of, them, of him who sent me. But, but, but night is coming when no man can work. Uh, before the darkness or before the despair, it's a good thing to be about his business. Uh, praying for others, being a witness, and making provisions for others. This is a way that we keep our emotions in check because left unchecked, the results can be ugly. And I say again, emotions are not bad themselves, but our reactions to them can be. Our reactions to them can be. We have to own our emotions without letting them own us. Um, it's a good thing to discuss your emotions and, and your conflicts with them, and, and that way we won't harbor any guilt about the way we are feeling, uh, because unchecked emotions can cause us to make wrong decisions. And by Jesus' example, before the darkness, we see that he had done three things to keep his emotions in check. And left unchecked, our emotions have the potential to take over our lives. Our emotions are a byproduct of our thoughts. And it's not easy to regulate our thoughts. It's not easy to regulate our thoughts, but it is possible. You know, we can do things, just, just simple things like smiling more. Um, 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 and meditating on God's goodness and, and doing things that give us life. We, we could smile more, we could meditate on God's goodness, and we can do things that give us life. All of that is a good practice before the darkness sets in or dis before despair sets in. Now, that brings me to my second point, uh, during the darkness. At noon, uh, the Bible says that darkness fell all around, and that darkness lasted for three hours. Um, some say this was an eclipse, but it, it was Passover time, and uh, with the full moon, an eclipse is not possible. I, I like to say the S-U-N couldn't shine the same time as the capital S-O-N. And what we have here is we have creation yielding to the creator. Um, this was symbolic to the three days of darkness before the Passover in Egypt. And during the darkness, you may feel like there's nothing you can do. Uh, you may have tried some of the things that I have suggested and you're still having trouble controlling your emotions. And sometimes uh, despair is too powerful to be controlled in the moment, but that's okay. That's okay. Because the key to dealing with a heavy moment of darkness or the key to dealing with a heavy moment of despair, the key to dealing with it is to stop fighting it altogether. Uh, despair may be uncomfortable, but you have to learn to sit in it. Uh, despair 
may be uncomfortable. Darkness may be uncomfortable, but you have to learn to sit with it. And during the darkness, Jesus sat right there with the darkness. He, he sat right there and he didn't say any, or, or he didn't do anything. Uh, the darkness came and the Bible says that Jesus was silent for three hours. I believe that Jesus knew that you personally have to make a choice whether you are empowered or not during the darkness. His silence says it all. And there were three hours of silence and the darkness from noon till three. And darkness sometimes in scripture represents judgment. And it was during the darkness that Jesus was made sin for us. Second Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us uh, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. <laughs> oh, aren't you glad today that Jesus became sin for you? And, and that brings me to my last and final point. After the darkness, after the darkness. After the darkness, Jesus quotes Psalms 22.1, Psalm 22.1. And he cried, my God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? Um, Jesus is hanging there, and his father literally turns his back on him. And because God is holy, he couldn't look at his son that was made sin. And this is the only time since eternity passed that the son was ever separated from the father. And can't you feel Jesus' despair. Uh, uh, the Lamb of God dies in his despair, but, but he died knowing that God had all things under control. Uh, you may be in your despair, but you got to know that God has it under control. You may be in your darkness, but you got to know God has you on his radar. You may be in despair, but you got to know that God has it all under control. You may be in darkness, but I tell you, light is coming. Uh, uh, feeling despair, feeling the despair of God turning his back on him, Jesus cries out in trust. You see, he cried out and he made the statement, my God, my God. And the word my points to a continuous relationship, a continuing relationship. So Jesus didn't cry, oh God. Jesus didn't cry, you God. He, he didn't cry, God, but he cried, my God. Jesus trust in the middle of his despair. Uh, and it's important that you trust God in your despair. It's important that you trust God in your darkness. It's important that you trust God knowing that he has all things under control. Weeping may endure for a night, but I tell you, joy comes in the morning. And Jesus, he, he paid the debt of sin in full on Calvary's cross when he died. And when he allowed his hands to be nailed, when he allowed his 
feet to be nailed, when they took him and they, they lifted him between heaven and earth. And, and, and I heard him say that if I, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And he stayed there on that old rugged cross and he, and he died and they, they buried him in a borrowed tomb where he stayed all night Friday, where he stayed all day Saturday, where he stayed all night Saturday night. But early Sunday morning, he got up and he declared something that he never declared before when he said, all power on heaven and earth is given to me. Yes, and there is no despair that I can face without him declaring victory over it. Because when he got up, love got up. Because when he got up, hope got up. Because when he got up, joy got up. Because when he got up, I got up. And there is no despair that I can face. There is no darkness that I can face without him declaring victory over it. The hymnologist wrote a song and he said, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know who holds the future and life is worth living just because he lives. Jesus, he dies and he gets up in all his glory. In conclusion, as I, I, I go to my seat, I, I want you to realize three things. Um, realize that you can control your emotional state if you follow Jesus' example. You can control your emotional state if you follow Jesus' example. Uh, secondly, I, I, I want to tell you, you can Turn off negative thoughts at any time and replace them with good ones. You can turn off negative thoughts. It, it may be a little difficult sometimes more than others, but you can turn them off and replace them with thoughts of God's goodness. And lastly, the quicker you control your emotions, the quicker you are in control of your emotions, the more power you have to determine your outcome. The quicker you control your emotions, the more power you have to determine the outcome. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, we honor you, and we praise you, God, for your preached word. Lord, we pray for someone that doesn't know you. Lord, we pray that something was said today that they got a proper introduction to you. And Lord, in the stillness and quietness of their heart, God, we ask you to save them now. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would do your regenerating work and exchange that heart of stone for a heart of flesh. Save them, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, so that you will get the glory. And Lord, we pray for those of us that know you. Lord, we pray that something was said that we would be brighter lights and saltier salt. Lord, that people would see you and us 
people would recognize your love in us. And they would come asking, what must I do that I might be saved? Thank you, Lord, for hearing us. And thank you for your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You know, uh, um, the hope that Jesus gives us in our emotions and our despair, the hope that Jesus gives us, the hope that he is coming back for us, the, the hope that uh, uh, he wants us to live down here and, and experience life and have life more abundantly. All of that hope is uh, uh, wrapped up in communion. And because of that hope, we, we do this. Be, because of the hope in Jesus, we do this. And because of that hope, all are welcome to his table. The same night Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he blessed it and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples. And he said, take eat, for this is my body, which is broken for you. And they did eat together. And after the same manner, he took the cup and he said, this cup is a New Testament in my blood, which is shed for many for the forgiveness of sin. I want you to drink all of it. And they did. And as often as we eat the bread and as often as we drink the cup, we do publicly proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Bless be to God. Father God, we thank you for your body and blood, Lord. We know that is symbolic, Lord, but we pray that you would take these symbols and they become alive in us. Lord, we thank you for this time of communion. And Lord, may we leave here knowing that we are a part of your family and that you care for us, God, and that you are there to answer all of our needs. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.